Hello, I am Scott Neese, and you are listening to Season 2 of the Colorado State University History Department's podcast, The Land Grant Chronicles. Written and recorded by the students in the History of Outdoor Recreation class, this season explores the crisis of outdoor recreation in the United States. This episode tells the story of how Northern Colorado's Cachlapooter River became a whitewater rafting hotspot. Right before a huge class four rapid, a guide for whitewater descents had been thrown from the comfort of his raft and lay stranded on a rock, gushing blood. The guide was eventually okay, but he teetered the line between a staph infection and safety that day. This was just one of multiple stories whitewater descents rafting guide Ben Sturm told me about his experiences on the Cachlapooter River. In the whitewater rafting world, one of the most infamous stretches of the Pooter, aptly named the Narrows, is largely where accidents like this happen. The three-mile stretch is split into the upper, middle, and lower sections. While the river boasts a wide range of difficulty, this section is renowned for a constant stretch of class four to five rapids depending on the water level. The river has somewhat of an infamous reputation of beauty and tragedy. Over roughly the last two decades, the Pooter has taken 20 lives as a result of various rafting accidents. A common theme between the majority of them is that they were rafting expeditions undertaken without the supervision of the professional companies that oversee recreational trips down the Pooter. Currently, there are five rafting companies that hold permits on the river. Our resident rafting expert, told me that the reason there is only a minute amount of companies that are allowed to lead expeditions on the river is largely due to the benefits that come along with the wild and scenic river label that the Pooter holds. In 1986, the Pooter earned its designation as Colorado's first national wild and scenic river, and to this day, it remains the only river in Colorado to hold that designation. This moniker allows the Pooter to be protected on a federal level, which sees to it that there are no future dams built, and lands along the river are protected from future development projects. In essence, this allows the Pooter to stay true to its name. This designation preserves the river, valley, and tributaries to keep it as natural as possible, Sturm told me. The importance of the wild and scenic label cannot be understated, as this not only entices many to raft down such a beautiful river, but it allows the river and the experiences recreationalists gain on it to stay largely the same over time. While today's Pooter distances itself from any new development project, it is interesting to note that the reason this Fort Collins mainstay became a recreational hotspot is largely due to a want to develop the area early in its history. Late in the 1800s, there were efforts to construct a railroad that would course alongside the river while it was enveloped in the shadows of the nearby cliffs. However, as early mining efforts were met with little success, the projects, and communities that looked to profit off the mining boom were soon left for the prospects of more lucrative ventures. But how does this affect whitewater rafting? As is the case with all natural recreation, the first step to enticing the masses is accessibility. While construction of a railroad up the canyon was ultimately abandoned, it did allow for a platform to begin building Highway 14 many years later. While construction of a railroad up the canyon was ultimately abandoned, it did allow for a platform to begin building Highway 14 many years later. The Pooter Canyon Road was a tourist attraction in and of itself upon completion. As when road construction finally reached Cameron Pass on September 6, 1926, there was an estimated crowd of 3,000 people to celebrate the new achievement. As the saying goes, if you build it, they will come. And come they did. 
As the increased accessibility to the river and the wilderness that surrounded it had outdoor recreationalists flocking to the pooter and all it had to offer. Specific data surrounding the early days of whitewater rafting down the pooter is tough to find, but many of the websites of current day rafting companies mark the 1950s as a significant decade that saw a rise in popularity for the recreational sport, and the pooter is no different. The companies that dominate the current market were founded in the 1990s. So while the legacy of rafting down the pooter has some hazy beginnings, the current state of the industry showcases the strength of the recreational sports popularity in northern Colorado. Despite the growth Fort Collins has experienced in recent years, Sturm doesn't see the industry changing that much in the scheme of things. He says the industry has been nearly the same since it started, and likens any potential change of the industry to a reflection of the pooter itself. In his words, the only big changes I see happening is the river changing naturally with time. <laughs>